1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for critical thinking. Yes, indeed, it is time for Critical Thinking. That is a new opener for those of you who are uh, watching. It's a new logo for those of you listening via podcast or watching. It's a new day. It's a new month. There's lots of newness going on. Um, We've made some changes, right? Because we are all about making sure you can control what you can control and having the ability to, you know, actually do those things. So um, we've made some changes. Now, we are still part of the Mojo Five O radio family. You can still hear us every Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. However, this show will drop in its podcast form and in its video form much earlier in the day. We are going to be dropping it at 11 a.m. Central time every single Monday through Friday. That's right. 11 a.m. Central Time is when the show will drop for everybody's listening and viewing pleasure. And if you are part of the Mojo Five O Radio family and you want to listen there, you can always do so at that time. Again, we love being part of Mojo Five O Radio. Pat's show is still on every Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, correct? Correct. And it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with us being able to control the show fully to be able to, you know, really take this in a direction and grow it the way that we would like to do so. So we are getting the flexibility to be able to experiment and change and and do the things that we would like to do with the show. Nothing to do with Mojo 5.0 Radio or Ron or anybody else. This is just simply us taking control of what we want to control and that is your ability to hear the show at an earlier time in the day and to be able to experiment with certain things. Um, now, you're still able to follow us on our Locals channel, which, by the way, Pat, over the last week, Rumble acquired Locals. So there's a lot that we're going to be able to do in the coming weeks and months with all of that, and, and we're following that uh, to try to game plan out what we're going to be doing, but heading into 2022... There's going to be a lot of cool stuff that we're going to try to come up with for you, um, whether that's you know stuff exclusive to membership or podcast memberships or whatever have you. Um, we're trying to figure all of that out. But in the meantime, I hope you guys are enjoying the new look, the new feel of the show. <clears throat> I, I feel like this is a much better fit overall for what we're trying to accomplish. By the way, how in the hell is it November already? I would just like to skip this month completely. Why? Um, it's the month that I turned forty, Pat.
1: Oh, oh. So are you saying you're kind of going through a midlife crisis over it?
0: Um, funny you should mention crisis. <laughs> okay. Because um, I I'm surprised that you're here today, Pat. W- why? Well, did you hear the news about your alter ego? Oh yes, yes, I did. Except here's the thing. She's not my alter ego. But if she gets COVID, uh-huh. Do you do you get COVID? No. But she's your alter ego. No, she's not. We're shapeshift into each other. No, we don't. And if you do that, don't you pass your diseases and germs onto each other during that process? No.
1: The only way that, that could happen is I'm not even gonna go I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there because it's, a trap. it's disgusting. And, it's a trap. I, I just it's it's <laughs> it's gross. Okay. It's it's absolutely gross. I don't even want to touch that with a 10 foot pole. Admiral Akbar says it's a trap.
0: <laughs> but no uh yeah if you didn't hear the news Jen Psaki has contracted uh COVID-19 and I don't know how the hell that's ha- possible considering she's vaccinated every single member of the White House press corps is vaccinated everybody in the White House is vaccinated and it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated oh oh wait, wait. Mm-hmm. um we're gonna get into that in in a moment here because one of the things that we have talked about over well really this year is this concept that uh, we are dealing with some very unspiritual things inside of the home of spiritual beings meaning churches right and we talked about this concept of the church of me and we've, we you know we've talked about a lot of these things but um if it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated pat um. How did Gensaki contract COVID?
1: Well, it it's a very simple answer, Andrew Coppins. Very simple. If you follow science, not the science, but science, then you know that the uh, therapeutic, aka the COVID vaccine, does not prevent you from getting COVID nineteen. Hmm. Um, and confused. Masks don't work um, So It's it's very possible That she could have still gotten COVID-19 Anyway And As far as I know I don't think she has it very seriously I don't think she's in the hospital She just has COVID But uh, yeah Science says Vaccines are weighing in efficacy They don't really work the way That we thought they would And here she is with COVID. It's, it's that simple.
0: Yeah, I mean <clears throat> I yeah, yeah. Obviously our prayers go out. Hopefully it's not serious. Hopefully all of those things. And I mentioned on Twitter, Matthew 544 is very appropriate here. Um and, and th- you know, that's what I said on Twitter about that. But um, Pat, there was another part of Twitter, and I don't know if you caught this um, this, this past weekend, okay? And Ben freaking Shapiro of all people. I don't know if okay. you... Uh, I don't know what's going on with him because he's all about, you know, facts don't care about your feelings, right? Right. This man, when it comes to coronavirus, do you even fact, bro... And it's the same thing with Stu Breguier over at uh, the Glenn Beck program. Do you people even fact, bro? Because the narrative that these types of individuals, and Glenn Beck even did this this past week, the narrative that they are running with is that, well, the vaccination is safe and, it, and it's effective. Is it really? Is it really? Because, okay, Pat, one of the things that we had talked about when we saw the weaning efficacy of the ability for this to not infect people was that it was never designed to stop infection. They couldn't possibly bring this to market with that claim. In fact, Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, None of the the manufacturers at least here in the United States represented that. Correct? Correct. Okay, so what did they represent?
1: They they represented keeping you out of the hospital, keeping you away from
0: severe symptoms and oh, death. Now, what we know is that a year-long study has told us that vaccinated people are just as likely as unvaccinated people, to spread the Delta variant to contacts within their own households. A year-long study has shown us that. I don't know how they could have done this because the Delta variant hasn't been around for a year. And if it has been around for a year, then we've been doing this whole thing wrong. But here's the claim that Ben Shapiro retweeted this Well, was it Friday? Maybe Saturday? Yeah, it was Friday. The vaccines do cut specifically individual-level chances of COVID death by 86 to 92%, but this is an obvious major weakness that makes vaccine passports absent testing pretty much worthless. So what are you advocating for? Ben Shapiro, Glenn Beck, Your Gear, that whole... Are you advocating that we now need testing on top of your vaccine to prove that when you go to an event or anything else, is that what you're trying to tell us? Furthermore, as we go further and further and further away from the start of the vaccination process, right? And Pat, I've kind of hinted around this, but two weeks ago in the United States of America, about 9,300 Americans died of COVID 19 in one week. Okay. How many of them died having been fully vaccinated?
1: I'm going to just, because I haven't seen this statistic, I'm just going to go on and take a guess here and
0: say at least half. You're close. It was about 3,600 of them. Mm-hmm. So a little over a third. Now, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, what if you back that up six months, where are we? In time. Uh, six months, so it's May-ish? April. April. April? Yeah. Okay. So April was the beginning of the height of uh, the vaccination levels, right? We were beginning to see more and more and more people. We were on the incline of overall vaccination rate of Americans, right? May was the peak. April was the getting to the summit, Right. So now that we fast forward six months and we're seeing only an increase in the amount, excuse me, the amount of people dying of COVID 19 with breakthrough cases, how does that square with your individual level chances of COVID death decrease by 86 to It's, how, it's because you can manipulate the data points, right? Sure. Because you can say, hey, this person got the vaccine all the way back in January, and they haven't died yet. Or this person, or we're taking a cumulative look at the individual level chances. Well, right. But Pat, what are the individual level chances of dying, whether vaccinated or unvaccinated? It's 0.03 to 0.02, depending on what statistic you're using, what measure you're using. Let's give it 0.03%. Okay. What is the difference between 0.03% and what this person was going to tell us? It goes from 0.03 to 0.003. It is not a statistical significance. There is no statistically significant difference between that. And that's the problem here. We're not talking about going from 0.03 to 0.06 or 0.06 to 0.03, right? Or we're not talking about going from 1% to 0.03%. There is no statistical significance to the statistic that they're throwing out there. All this is, is to try to, to jam a stat down our throats. Right. All it is. That's it. By the way, Pat, how is this stat also square with this? Last week here in the state of Illinois, 77 percent of every person who died, 77 percent of all the deaths of COVID-19 were people that were vaccinated. How is it possible that individually you have a 92% decreased chance? It turns out that actually, if you are unvaccinated and have natural immunity, your chances of dying go way, way, way way down. Again, folks, when you are looking at statistics when it comes to COVID-19, you cannot look at them in a vacuum anymore. You just can't. You have to look at them from a perspective of does this make sense, number one, and what is the context of that stat? The context of an individualized based stat has to be what is the time frame, what is the comparison, What, what age groups are they using, because how do you get to an individualized 86 to 92% decreased chance of death when we are seeing nothing but an increase over the last two months of individuals dying from COVID-19 that have been fully vaccinated. And here is the rub in all of this, Pat. We are now just starting to get to the point where we are now past the efficacy time frame of the vaccination, right? Of the therapeutic. So yes, that might, that stat could technically be true. 86 to 92%. But it's a snapshot in time. And that's my problem. If we broaden that out, and that's why I brought up the state of Illinois. That's why I've been bringing up the stats over the last couple of weeks. Because those matter more. Because what do we know about the therapeutic? we know that it that its efficacy lasts 4 to 6 maybe 7 months at best that's what we know about it and now we are starting to see the consequences of that and its efficacy is showing that the the claims being made don't hold up anymore right the claim is that they're going to prevent you from going to the hospital and dying, and that's why you should get the vaccination. Now, the other part of the equation here that we don't know, because the um, the CDC and most states are not stratify- uh, stratifying the data correctly, what we don't know is the percentage of those individuals who are above sixty five. Like I would even say, we would, we just need to know who's seventy five and above who's been vaccinated, who's been unvaccinated, how long ago were they vaccinated? We need that information to better inform the total narrative, the total talk here, because again, we are about critically thinking through all of these things. So what I know based off of the data that is out there is that there is a massive spike in the amount of breakthrough cases that have died. What we don't know is what is the statistical breakdown? What are the age groups? What is the vaccination rate of those age groups of those people who died? And when were they vaccinated last? Well, we need to know that. We really do. Because what is happening here, Pat, is as it turns out, this isn't a flu season thing. There is no such thing as a dormant period for this. There's a period in which it goes less, right? This isn't like influenza where you could literally tell you from October through April. You're going to have problems and then you'll not you won't see anything from May through September. That's not the case. It is seasonal, but it's also regional. So that's why I bring all of this up, Pat. Well, it's interesting that you do bring
1: some of this up because my wife and I were actually talking about this the other day. And because now now what they're pushing with with the waning efficacy of the vaccine and these massive breakthrough spikes, is they're pushing the booster, right? That that's that's the new thing. It's not just the vaccine anymore, it's the booster. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And you know my my wife got vaccinated like right around the beginning of of when the vaccine came out being that she's a teacher. Right. And again, um,
0: take your risk reward calculus right. and figure it out.
1: It, and and that and that's, that's what she did. And um I she was being asked the other day in like one of her collaboration groups as as a teacher if you know they were going to do the whole booster thing and she said no. And I'm like, "Huh?" interesting. I'm like, why would you say no? And we both agreed that like, because what's what's supposedly happening with this booster Mm -hmm. and what's happened with this vaccine is that it's also caused an evolution in the COVID-19 virus that we are getting different variants. So the more vaccines, the more boosters that come out, potentially what we are also risking is more variants of COVID-19. And She's like, I don't want to be a contributor
0: to that. You know that's a fair enough point. The other point with all of this is that the more that you do this to your body, the more your body actually just stores the va- stores the virus right? Why do you only get a one you know one dose flu vaccine? you really only get a one dose flu vaccine because it's different every year, obviously. But the other part of it is, it, why not after three months? Why are you not getting a, a secondary dose of it, right, to to help bu- boost your immune system? Well, the difference in the vaccinations matters too, right? How is a flu vaccine supposed to work versus this? Well, this is supposed to trick your memory, right? Whereas a regular flu vaccine, what does it do? It gives you a dead version of the virus so that your body um, fights it. Right knows that it it's there and then fights it. This just continues to just you know rise and rise and rise that spike protein. And what's actually happening is that your body is not necessarily saying no thank you to it. You're it's actually just glomming onto it. The spike protein creates more spike protein creates more spike protein, and then when you do get the 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 virus interacting with you. It doesn't attack the virus. So what we're seeing overall is that the idea and the concept of these mRNA vaccinations, um, actually doing the opposite of what it's supposed to do, in most cases it doesn't always work that way. But because of the massive amounts of spike 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 proteins that we are producing with these vaccinations, what was it six to ten times? as much as somebody who's contracted COVID-19, that's that's where you're, you know, now you're going to boost it even more? I, I don't get it. I mean, Europe, most of Europe's not doing the the,
1: the boosters. Well, and, and some of the vaccines over there have been banned. I believe Moderna's been banned in either like Norway or Sweden. I can't remember which one it Moderna's is. Moderna's
0: been banned almost everywhere in Europe now yeah Germany is banned it. I think the u k is banned it. Um here, pick your poison. Take whatever one of them you want for your booster, by the way, Pat. Say what? Hell no.
1: i mean, if, if i if i were if I were to get the vaccine, and I like could have always said I would never disclose if I had or hadn't got it because it's my business and no one else's right. Um. If 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 I was ever going to get one, it was going to be the J and J because I do not trust the mRNA vaccines, and and having seen what's happened with those over the last several months, I, I mean we we had some issues with the J and J in the very beginning, right, with the whole blood clots and stuff. But have you there, heard? There's still are anything else? Yeah, there, there's no mRNA issues. There's no heart issues that are coming out out of that one. Like like it, that one for all intents and purposes they have a whole different virus in it that's covid like
0: it's not a um, yeah i mean i would be careful of any of these honestly right. um JJ is far from perfect far Sure. far from sure. perfect
1: i'm not i'm not arguing that at all i'm just saying of those that would be the one i would be the most comfortable taking just
0: because mhm no i i don't mm-hmm. i know where you're coming from it's just it amazes me the whole point of all of this mm-hmm is that the people that are supposed to be real critical thinkers, right? The Ben Shapiros of the world and and the Glenn Becks and the Stuber Gears have bought this hook, line, and sinker that that they're somehow better off because they got the vaccination and then they can interact with society and the vaccine's going to help them individually. Well, when the collective numbers tell you something, that means individually these people didn't get the protection that they wanted. So what you doing, bro? Entering a critical thinking zone. So, thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for critical thinking. Yes, indeed. It is time for critical thinking. Thank you so much for coming back on Mojo Five Radio. And all of that wonderful goodness. You can also watch us on our Rumble page. Rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Or of course you can hear the podcast again. Both the podcast and the video. <clears throat> will be there at 11 a.m. Central Time. Noon Eastern. 11 a.m. Central. 10 a.m. where Pat lives. And 9 a.m. for those of you out on the West Coast. So hopefully we've got everybody covered here in the United States of America. And if you're overseas, if you're in England, uh, add six hours. Just saying. Now, having said all of that, Pat, um, why don't we just do this? We've got a lot to talk about here because we talked about the churches, right? And, and that's something that we want to talk about still here in the second half of the show. So let's get um, the beer not to be out of the way first. Sound good to you? Let's do it. Oh, Are right. you ready for today's headline? Um, about as ready as mom. Mom, Rob Manfred was going to be last night to hand out the World Series trophy in Atlanta. So not ready. Well, yeah, he was definitely not ready to do that, and the Houston Astros uh, saved him. That that was unfortunate, by the way. I, did you catch any of that game? By the way, I, I haven't watched
1: any of the series at all. But yeah, I'm just I'm just sad it didn't end in Atlanta last night. I was really hopeful it would.
0: Well, Atlanta crapped the bed in, in the second half of the of the. That's uh, what it looks like because
1: I, I did check the score mm-hmm. from time to time.
0: Yeah, I mean but, they uh, they had a they had an opportunity to to close that out and they just crapped all over the bed. It was it was bad. But anyway, I. Let's get to the B or not the B where we can win at real Ron Phillips's money. $100 new month, new Andy. Let's go. All
1: right. (laughs) New Andy. All right. Uh, we'll, We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Dune review. Nobody was wearing a mask in the theater and I almost died. Worms were cool. Two stars out of five. Dune review. Nobody was wearing a mask in the theater, and I almost died. Worms were cool. Two stars out of five. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. And while you're thinking about the Andrew Commons folks, it's Monday. And hopefully by the time that um, you're able to to listen to this show, which will be at 11 a.m. Central, um, hopefully um, you'll also be needing another pick-me-up, because I know for me, Mondays, they suck. They're long. You're always coming off the hangover of the weekend. You you need that pick-me-up on a Monday especially. So what I'm saying is go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Get yourself your favorite flavor of coffee, whether that be within the coffee drops or just the coffee itself. They've got all different sorts of blends and flavors over there just for you. Um, I know um, Andrew's choice is usually the Brawl Hamilton, which Mm -hmm. is a blueberry-flavored coffee. Um, So... Pick, pick, tip, t- pick your poison uh, in, t- t- in terms of <laughs> pick, pick your poison, and just go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com That is AmericanPrideRoasters.com
0: You know, for two guys speaking on the radio um, and via podcast, it, it would be great if either one of us could, I don't know, speak the English language correctly today. <laughs>
1: That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah yeah but um i don't need the headline this for me is not the b are you sure yeah that's way too long of a headline to be from the babylon b
1: are you positive is this your final answer final answer you just cost us 50 bucks in the first day of the
0: month how the hell is this from the babylon b um, well I'm gonna
1: explain it to you by reading the article. Oh boy. Um, I saw Dune this weekend after carefully putting in putting on three N95 masks, rubber gloves, and a trusty face shield. Much like Freeman, I know what it what it takes to survive in a deadly environment. I quickly walked to my seat, my head down, my not making eye contact with any of the total weirdos not wearing masks. I, have, I had purchased three entire rows worth of tickets to make sure that I would not be too close to anyone else. Then I had to wait for the show to start. But as Hans Zimmer's magnificent score uh, shook us in our seats, I was shaking for a different reason. Fear. Fear of death. I was distracted from the beautiful opening shots of... Uh, a carcass since I, since I was counting how many people in the theater were not wearing masks, 49 out of 52. I was reminded of how the white off-world invaders did not know how to adapt the, to the harsh environment on a desert planet where so anti-science and they did not wear masks. I am the good guy in this scenario, obviously. As the drama of the House of Harkonnen and the House of, uh, 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 I can't, I can never pronounce these names. Um, and I'm not even gonna try, unfolded in a brilliant cinematic <laughs> style in front of me. Um, I had asked myself, it, it, it was worth it. Was it worth it, uh, to enjoy what is perhaps the defining moment of modern sci fi in exchange for a zero, zero, zero point zero, zero, zero. chance of dying much as Paul had to stick his hand in the box of the mat and master his will not to put it out. Despite agonizing pain, I had become the liaison Gabe of the modern day America. I had to pass the test so I could bring you this review. Also, the movie had, had this weird line about being the mind killer, which just seems irresponsible in the age of COVID and being constantly afraid of being a good citizen. How could I possibly enjoy this movie when every moment, every second of this film, I was just thinking about uh, being taking a breath filled with COVID and dooming myself to the symptoms of a mild flu. The worms were pretty cool, though. Um, by the way have you seen dune yet
0: no, I, no.
1: no no not not an interest for you okay couldn't fair enough I right, for for someone that hadn't read the book because I, I watched it on hbo max for someone that has not read the book um it was actually a pretty good movie
0: yeah i just <clears throat> there's certain levels of sci-fi i just can't get into and man just not for me but um yeah great we're fifty dollars in the hole <clears throat> yeah starting yes, my birthday are. month off correctly in the hole um, thank thanks a lot just saying I'll just keep digging myself uh you know closer to that six foot grave so hey you know <clears throat> <clears throat> speaking of graves has the church the church the church you know not not the Catholic church not the Mormon church not the Church of Jesus Christ of latter day saints One and the same, obviously. We're not the evangelical, non-denominational churches. Not Baptist, Anabaptist, not Lutheran, not any of these things. We're talking the capital C church, right? Is the church dying, Pat? I have a very real question when it comes to the church and COVID-19. Furthermore, I actually have a really big question for you, Pat. Do you believe for one freaking second that the Pope told Joe Biden that he is a good Catholic, and he's a Catholic in good standing, and he should continue to receive communion? I mean, if uh, and I
1: I mean no offense by this. Mm Mm-hmm but but considering who this pope is and some of his political policies yeah i actually do believe it
0: really yeah i do hmm. <clears throat> well i'm going to i'm going to read something for you from one of the world's most renowned theologians in the evangelical world okay his name is john piper now this man is old as dirt but He is one of the most renowned voices in evangelical circles. At DesiringGod.org, he writes, My aim in this article is to encourage Christians to be vaccinated, if they can do so with a good conscious and uh, judicious medical warrant. The people I have, especially in my view, are those who are not vaccinated because of fear of being out of step with people they respect and in step with people they don't admire. My message to them is simple. You are free. By the way, the title of this uh, whole piece, a reason to be vaccinated freedom. Interesting. So he says, I am not talking directly to everybody. If the shoe fits, put it on, check your conscience, consult your doctor and go get vaccinated. If it doesn't, go tearfully and cheerfully on your way tearfully because over 4.5 million people have died from covid-19 worldwide including over 700,000 Americans and cheerfully because Christ makes it miraculously possible to love people by being sorrowful yet always rejoicing 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 10 before i get to the biblical argument for radical freedom oh boy pat consider a few statistics that fuel the fire over which this article was cooked. Shall we? Shall we, Pat? Shall we consider these statistics? Why the hell not? All right. Um, Nearly all COVID-19 deaths in the U.S. are now in people who weren't vaccinated. From May, 2021, Infections in fully vaccinated people accounted for fewer than 1,200 of more than 107,000 COVID-19 hospitalizations, that's about 1.1%, and only about 150 of the more than 18,000 COVID-19 deaths in May were in fully vaccinated people. That translates to about 0.8%. Now, Pat, why in the hell did we talk about what we talked about in the first half of the show, you might have been wondering? Here's your sign. You might also ask me. I see you um, there. You might also ask me, Pat, real quick. When was this article written? Uh, yeah. When was this article written? October nineteenth, twenty twenty-one. You 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 cherry picked the Associated Press article from May. But well, what what wasn't here in May? the delta variant bingo but wait Indiana saw 3801 coronavirus deaths between January 18th of 2021 and September 16th 94% of them unvaccinated 97.9% of Hoosiers younger than 65 who died were unvaccinated okay Do you notice the difference between the May and September numbers, by the way? It's a 200% increase, statistically speaking, in the vaccinated dying. Hmm. Weird. Now, in Montana, from February to September, oh, dear freaking God. From February 2021 to September 2021, 89 and a half of the cases 88.6 of hospitalizations and 83.5 percent of the deaths were among people who were not fully vaccinated including those yet not eligible for vaccination um Pat I don't know about you but um are you seeing a a, a pattern here? two things two things one.
1: He's looking at time periods before Delta and then after Delta, which is not comparable. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's statistically not comparable, right? Like you're comparing apples and oranges in this case. Mm -hmm. Okay. The other part of this, he is comparing basically the the beginnings of getting the vaccine to the winning efficacy of the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So those two things, Again, comparing apples and oranges. So the stats are going to be skewed to whatever he's talking about that fits his narrative.
0: Right. There's also a third thing. and I don't know if you caught it. I'm we not sure went that I from 98.9% 90... to 94%. To... Eighty nine percent. Do you see a pattern in these numbers? Um, yeah, meaning the efficacy continues to decrease. Lexington Herald leader tells us more than 95% of the 443 people under the age of 60 who have died from COVID-19 in Kentucky since early July were unvaccinated. The Pennsylvania Department of Health reports that between January and January 1 and October 4th, 93% of COVID-19 related deaths were in unvaccinated or not fully vaccinated people. Again, this cherry picking of data from January all the way through. It's not how you have that's not how you should be looking at this. You are mixing bad data. And again, as my Twitter feed will tell you, garbage data in, garbage data out. Which
1: sounds like that's this entire article.
0: Uh-huh. Do, do you need me to read any more or is, because- no, not not necessarily.
1: I personally don't. I mean, if you feel the audience does, things, then by all means. But, but I have I have a question here, and this is a question that I've been thinking about for a while. Um, because in in my church, I mean, the the masking mask mandates and the getting the vaccine have been strongly encouraged, but not required. Okay. Which, I can understand. I, I understand the difference between encouragement versus flat out requiring mm-hmm. and we're starting to see more and more churches around the country requiring um getting the vaccine and proof of vaccination and or some sort of mask mandate still right we're, we're, we're still we're seeing all of these things my ultimate question is and this isn't necessarily limited to just COVID either But when, when is it the duty of the church to start speaking out against these unlawful, unjust things from the pulpit? And I, let me give you some context on this too. My church used to do this frequently during the height of the Cold War and speaking out against things like communism, socialism, you know, things that are evils of the world Mm -hmm. and here we are forcing people to get a get a vaccine not knowing what the adverse effects could be on their person which could be worse than covid by the way Mm -hmm. we've seen plenty of reports on that um or they're forcing them to to mask up and um And and also making some of these people feel like they they don't have a voice, they don't have a decision in this, or or they can't be part of society. Like they're almost, you know, being part of the uh, group of people that's trying to classify people into different groups, the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. But shouldn't churches be speaking out against these things from the pulpit?
0: You know... uh, My thought process, having gone through a Catholic church, is very different on this because what place do we have in politics from the pulpit in the Catholic church? I don't know. And this is the hard part for me because people will point to abortion, right? Is abortion a political or a moral issue for you? Moral. It's a moral issue for the church, my church. I think for every church, it's a moral issue. Therefore, is it not right and just to speak up on a moral issue from the pulpit? Absolutely. Do I believe socialism and communism to be immoral philosophies? Yes. Yes, I do. Not because they're ideologically opposed to my love of freedom. But because they create the subjugation of man. And that has never been the intention of God. God is not about subjugating you. Right? The whole point of a belief in God and in Jesus Christ, for those of us who are Christian, is a belief in love, a belief in a higher power and a higher being that's in control. It is not a belief of subjugating yourself. It is a belief in exploring yourself within a framework of morality and justice and peace and a lot of other things. Having said that, Pat, You know, I I think you have to look at an article that Megan Basham wrote in the Daily Wire this past week. Neither vaccinated nor unvaccinated, how churches imposing vaccine mandates are dividing Christians with a different gospel. And this is what I've been talking about, is this church of me, progressivism, the progressivism of politics, the Jesuit nature of the Catholic Church today. The, the prosperity gospel, if you will, um, you know, I, I'm, the, the, the part of the Jesuit tradition down south in South America that I it's slipping my mind. Um, liberation theology, this intertwinement of pure politics in a theological perspective. Is the poison that is inside of our church. When we are talking about, Pat, speaking out to your point, speaking out against the moral evils, speaking out against the wrongs that government does to Christians or any faith, right? The Muslim Uyghurs, for example, is that not morally wrong? Do we not have a moral obligation to stand up to that? Absolutely, we do. Do we fail as, as people of Christ? Absolutely. All the Absolutely time. We do. But I mean, that doesn't mean that we don't point out our failures and try to correct those failures. In fact, that's the whole point of reconciliation inside and confession inside the Catholic Church, right? But I want you to think about this because she she brings this up. Regardless of one's feelings on the efficacy and safety of COVID vaccines, Christians must ask whether in this uniquely unsettled time, where the need for fellowship has arguably never been greater god would have his shepherds draw this dividing line through his flock we're supposed to believe that um that the unvaccinated the unwashed masses you, you sit somewhere else right go sit in the balcony or or, or go sit in the um the auxiliary areas, and you vaccinated folks, you sit in the pews and and, um, you enjoy all the benefits of your good Christianity. There is an absolute poison, absolute poison within our church right now. How do I know this? Because they abuse and misuse and All you have to do is read the rest of A Reason to be Vaccinated Freedom, which we will put in the show notes, by the way. And we'll put this article too. But they absolutely use and abuse Scripture. For instance, Mark 12, 31, right? Love thy neighbor as yourself, right? One of the Ten Commandments, right? Is loving your neighbor ostracizing them? Separating them, no. And we look at people like um, Christianity Today editor Russell Moore. How about David French, the political pundit, right? Great, um, influential Christian thinkers of our day. I want you to think about this, As, uh, as this article from The Daily Wire points out. In an op-ed for the Washington Post, Moore equated believers who get the shot with the friends of the paralyzed man in the Gospel of Luke, who dropped his bed through the ceiling by ropes. Similarly, he argued, evangelical Christians should join with other Americans in holding the ropes for those who are in danger of serious illness or death. The metaphor that he tried there didn't grapple with is the fact that if the ropes, aka vaccines, are effective the rope holders should face no additional danger from the ropeless, right? Nor does it address the fact that, like breakthrough infections, having a rope in your hand won't necessarily prevent you from falling through the roof onto someone else's head. It just means you likely won't hit the ground as hard. Now, um, French writes, about Jerry Falwell Jr. or Ravi Zacharias, this. If I'm concerned for the health of the church, then corruption at the highest levels of the world's largest Christian university, sexual predation by arguably Christianity's most influential apologist, and disproportionate disregard for the health and well-being of neighbors do more harm than the worst of Joe Biden's culture war regulations. I want you to think about that. Yet we have, this is, this is the cancer, this is the, the poison that has rotted the church for a very long time. It's the poison of progressivism. It's why I absolutely abhor the church of me. And it exists in every denomination, by the way. It sure as hell exists in the Catholic church. Where we see the sin of pederasty, the sin of pedophilia, covered up time and time again. And now we're seeing the church lessen its thought processes on homosexuality. Why? To help themselves out. The church of me. The poison of progressivism runs rampant. And where is the church? Is your church fighting back? It's why we talk about you, yourself, being rooted in God and understanding God's love. Love thy neighbor as thyself. I can do that without being vaccinated. And how would I do that without being vaccinated? By being I don't know, a good human being to other human beings by not, you know, coughing in their face or doing other things. As she points out, is this how one Christian shows love to others who have a different point of view on a medical issue comparing them to depraved and abusive hypocrites? French has given believers who want to violate Romans 14 and despise their brothers and sisters over disputable matters no shortage of ammunition. But, Pat, your final thoughts? Don't get lost. Remember where you are. No means no. And let's go, Brandon. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. And as always, Matthew by 547.